Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Your host for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They will be taking your calls and speaking with a different guest each week. You are encouraged to call in and share your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Are you ready for your dose of hope? You're listening to Pause I Am Radio. everyone and welcome to this edition of Pops I Am Radio. I'm your host Robert Brining. Tonight I am flying solo. Jeremy and Jack have the evening off. We'll be speaking with um, a return guest who uh, joined us in our previous um, season, um, Danny Miller from Maryland. He'll be uh, sharing a bit of his story and give us, giving us an update on what is going on with him and, and his life since he's been on the show because it's been, it's been quite a while. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you're joining us for the first time here, we are live every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And what we do is we offer you a place to uh, come in and find hope and, and offer hope, uh, ask questions, and uh, maybe uh, offer advice to those who are newly diagnosed um, with HIV. Um, like I said, we are here every week, and we uh, do our best to bring you um, different guests of all different backgrounds. I think it's important for that. So if you actually are interested in sharing your story on the show, you can contact us here. You can go to our website by logging on to www.pozim.com. That's P-O-Z-I-A-M.com. And you can go to our contact page and, and, and contact me, Robert, there at the, through the website, and we'll be able to uh, set up a date. We are looking for upcoming guests. So um, if you want to share your story, um, you're more than welcome to uh to do so, so just uh, contact me uh, through the website. Um, and if you are a first-time listener, you can catch any of our past shows, our archives, or even our original interview with Danny Miller um, a few years ago. You can catch that um, by logging on to iTunes, and you can download anything for free, or by going on to blogtalkradio.com uh, and going to our, our page, the Positive Radio Show page, and all of our archives are there that are able to be downloaded and listened to absolutely free. Um, so I think that's uh, pretty awesome. Another part of our um, radio show here that people are not familiar with is that we also do uh, run along a social networking site, which is uh, similar to somewhat similar to Facebook, where you're able to uh, post photos and videos and a blog, and there's forums to ask questions and hot topics and groups and and group chats and things like that. And it's just a, a nice place to um, you know kind of find your footing once you're diagnosed uh, positive. It's Kind of hard at the beginning. A lot of the medical talk is, uh, you know, usually for me it went right over my head. It didn't make any sense to me. And I just kind of wanted to talk to a human. Uh, I wanted to feel human again. And I know that if I talk to somebody who was either a long-term survivor or somebody who was somewhat newly diagnosed but maybe in year three and they had a better grasp of their diagnosis, um, I think it would be easier for me to to, to also grasp um, living with HIV. So I want to create a place like that so we have the Positive Social Network for you to join um, and, and meet other people around the globe. There's over 3,000 members there uh, from all over the world that you can, uh, you know, find, relate to, and, and you know, inspire. 
So if you have missed some of our, our previous past shows, we've had some really, really um, great guests on in the last few weeks. So I just wanted to kind of bring that to your attention because we've kind of been sporadic. There's been some personal things that I've been dealing with. Um, we've kind of not had shows here and there, but we're going to get back into the swing of things. Um, last show that we actually did, which was on March 3rd, uh, two weeks ago, we had Tyler Curry come on from the Needle Prick Project, and um, he spoke about you know, what the mission of the project was to spark conversations about HIV and, and having you know, people posing these photos with a red uh, Band-Aid on them you know, representing getting tested. So I think that's important. Um, also, before that, we had February 24th, we had on a fabulous 18-year-old who was um, just recently HIV positive. He was diagnosed at the age of 17. His name was Jake Forth. Uh, that is actually a really empowering um, interview that we did. Um, like I said, he's 18 years old, so it's an amazing to, to hear what it's like to be diagnosed at such a young age in 2013. Um, I think it's an important thing that uh, you should listen to because he's an inspiring young man at 18 to come out and share your story publicly on the show. I think it's an incredible thing, <clears throat> and Jake Forth is, is is one of my heroes for doing that. Um, we, we had a show, a couple of hot topic shows. Uh, me and Jeremy did a few of them. Uh, we covered disclosure, dating, stigma, starting meds, things along that um, nature, and they, they were really great shows. We covered a lot of good information, um, so you might want to check them out. And then we also did recently speak with our friend of the show, Kevin Maloney, the founder of Rise Up to HIV, um, talking about a uh, campaign that he started online called No Shame About Being HIV Positive. And if you go to the Rise Up to HIV page or go to uh, Kevin Maloney's page, you'll find information, or the Positive Radio Show page, information where you can submit your photo and be a part of that awesome campaign. So, again, we've had a lot of really uh, amazing guests on recently, so I think uh, you can check them out, like I said, on the archives or on iTunes. Um, I did want to wish everybody a happy St. Patrick's Day. If you are Irish and celebrate it, kudos to you. Hopefully you're not too drunk um, and you're able to listen to the show. I see that we do have our guests on the show, so I'm going to go ahead and move over to the lines. And um, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Welcome, Danny Miller. Are you there, Danny? Yes, I am. Welcome to the show, Danny. It's great to be back again. I know. It feels like how long has it been since you've been on the show? Um, I think it's been like three years. Yeah, that was one of the things I was going through when I was telling um, uh, my friends that I was talking to about you coming on the show, because they, they always ask me every week who's coming on, uh, when I go to the support group, and I was telling them about you, and um, they, uh, I remembered you being on, but I said, I, he was on, like, I think the first year. Like yeah, The first yeah. year of, of our show when we were on, so things have totally changed since then, and I'm sure, I mean, things have changed in your life since then, so... You know, I saw one of your posts, and I was like, you know, let's have Danny on. I haven't heard from him in a while. I mean, you're still blogging for Positive Light, yes? Uh, yes, actually, I, right now I'm I'm kind of on on a sabbatical from blogging because I'm 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 planning a wedding, and oh, I'm wow. in the process of moving. So I'm I've kind of taken a, like a couple of months break from that, but I will be back soon <laughs> for that. Cool, cool. No, I understand. I've actually have taken a vacation from blogging for about eight months. Like I, I went to the International AIDS Conference and came back and never blogged, ever. <laughs> See, just, I, 
I I did the same thing. I I, I went I went to DC because I'm I'm an hour from DC, and I went to right. to the the international AIDS conference, and I got to meet so many amazing people. Like the the the, the picture that I sent you was with me and Ryan White's mother, which right. was like amazing for me. I mean, I had lunch at the White House, and I think I was more excited to actually meet Ryan White's mother than I was. <laughs> to meet the president of the United States. Right. <laughs> because so, I was like, so, you know what? She she she's been through so much more and so it yeah, it was it was a very very big moment for me. No, I'm sure it was. And you know, we'll get into that a little bit later talking about the conference, but I just want to give uh we're here for a half hour today tonight. So I just wanted to kind of give you people a recap of of your history. Can you tell us a little bit about how long you've been diagnosed and what that process was for you and why you got tested, just kind of to, to catch people up who may not have heard the original interview with you. I was diagnosed in 2005, May of 2005, and um, I had previ- previously been diagnosed with hepatitis B. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, when I was re- originally diagnosed, I turned yellow and I went to a doctor, and the doctor was like, you know what, three months, you'll be fine, don't worry about it. And then for like six, seven years, it was great, and then all of a sudden I turned yellow again. So I went back to a, uh, back to the doctor, and he was like, okay, well, you know, you still have hepatitis B. And then they tested me for HIV again, and I tested positive, so... From that point, like, my life, like, completely changed direction. I went from being a waiter, bartender to an advocate, activist, doing everything that I can possibly think of to do to make it better for us living with, with this disease and preventing other people from getting the, the disease. Right. Now, we talked to a bunch of different people on the show before, and including yourself, and when we talk about that process of going from being diagnosed to becoming the advocate, you know, that you are today, how long was that process for you? Because it's different for everyone. For me, it was about five years that it took me to grasp it and decide I was going to do something. I mean, what, what, how long did that take for you? It actually probably took me about 10 minutes because for about – Maybe even about 10 years before I was even diagnosed, I was living in Chicago, and I became very active in the community and doing fundraisers and doing, you know, awareness and testing and standing outside of bars, handing out condoms and and all of that. So then when I actually became positive myself, it just reinforced the – the the necessity and the urgency that you know what I've been doing this for all these years and now it's just that much more important. I see. So you were already in the field of kind of educating and promoting safe sex before. Yes. So that's that's kind of interesting. Did it, did you have a I shouldn't have known better moment? Um, we all you know how we all have those moments. Uh, yes, I did because I was just like you know as as even as far back as high school, I wrote articles when when I was in high school. I was I was on the the, the high school newspaper and I wrote articles about HIV and hepatitis B 
specifically and all of that. So, it was, you know, I was like, you know. And then when it actually happened, I was just like, how did this happen to me? I'm like, for, you know, all these years I've been telling people, you know, protect yourself, be safe, be careful, this and that, and I didn't listen to my own advice. Yeah, sometimes we never listen to our own advice. We give the best advice, but we don't take it. Exactly. So how did? who was the first person that you told? The first person I told was, was my mother. And how'd that work out for you? Um, a lot better than I actually expected. Um, I actually found out that I was positive over the telephone, um, which is in, at, I think, every state in this country illegal <laughs> to actually tell a person that they're HIV positive over, over the phone. But the doctor that diagnosed me had been my doctor since I was like 13 years old and, you know, all of that. And I had gotten tested and I called his office and he was just like, well, you know, this came out positive. And I was standing right there in front of my mother and my my jaw just kind of dropped to the floor. Wow. And then I, I, I hung up the phone and my mom was like, well... So I kind of really didn't have a choice. So it was like immediately. Like you found out and mom found out. There yes. was no like time to even think about how you were going to approach the conversation. Exactly. That's exactly how it happened. It was just <laughs> like I, I hung up the phone and then mom was like, well, and I was like, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> and, so, and and so then mom walked into the kitchen and she sat down on the floor and she cried for like 20 minutes and then we just kind of hugged and then both decided that you know this has happened and we're going to do whatever we can to, to make the best of this and survive well that's awesome that um, you know she was able to be supportive how have you found support um, with when telling friends and other family members? Um, for the most part, <clears throat> that support and, and, and um, you know, support from, from family members has been very, very positive. Um, my mother's side of the family is very kind of, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to, hard to describe without sounding, um, hmm, they're very, very, very religious. Like uh, they're Seventh Day Adventists. Right. So it's like, you know, Saturday is is the day you go to church, and other than going to church and praying and singing gospel songs, that's all you do on Saturday. Oh wow. So that's kind of what I, what I grew up with. Like every summer, we would go to you know my grandmother's to my great grandmother's, and that's what we learned. And my father's side of the family is they're they're Episcopalian, so it's you know kind of as 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 my family kind of likes to laughingly refer to it as diet Catholic, <laughs> you know thirty percent less guilt. Right. So you know it's 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 okay to be gay. You can, you can get a divorce. You know you can use birth control. 
So it was kind of like, you know, it was kind of like hit or miss, you know. You know, some of mom's family were like, well, okay, sure. And, you know, most most of dad's family was like, well, you know, all right, that's cool. So it was, you know, it was kind of like, you know, it was, it was a crapshoot, but for the most part, with with my family and my friends, I've I've found the 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 support um, overwhelming, which has been amazing for me. People are making comments in the chat room saying that you are so cool. They wish they met you in D.C. Um, and all that. So I want to take a really quick, quick break, and when we come back, um, I want to move on to a little bit about dating and disclosure and then on to um, your experience at the International AIDS Conference. So give me about 30 seconds. We'll be right back. No problem. I contracted a preventable disease from a guy that looked good and smelled good but never mentioned that he had HIV. But he is not to blame. I should have loved myself enough to protect myself. But through it all, I found self-love, and it's the greatest thing I ever felt. I was never less than or equal to AIDS, but always greater. I just realized that not caring for myself or my body, I was my biggest hater. I am author of the Naked Truth, Marvelyn Brown, and I am greater than AIDS. And we are live back on Pazam Radio with special guest Danny Miller. Danny, you there? Yes, I am. Cool, cool. Well, let's move on to uh, disclosure and dating. Uh, first, I want to uh, open up the phone lines and let people know if you want to call into the show. Uh, we got about uh, 13 minutes left, 347-215-9442. We're only doing a 30-minute show this evening, um, but I'm sure we'll have Danny back on again in the future soon. Um, but uh, tell me a little bit about how you've dealt with uh, dating and disclosing, um, you know, to, to partners and to dates and stuff like that? Um, you know, like right away I was just like, I, it's, you know, a lot of people have that, that, that moment of shame. Like they feel like they've done something wrong that, you know, when they mm-hmm. find out they, they become positive and like almost like the, okay, you know, you know, how, how do I conceal this or how do I do this delicately? And fortunately for me, I never really had that that moment of, you know, oh, you know, how do I hide this? Like I've always been. It's actually in, in August, August sixteenth, which is Madonna's birthday. I'm getting mar- <laughs> I'm getting married. Oh, cool! Congratulations to to my partner that I we've been together now for about a month shy of four years. And he he's negative, and I'm positive. And um, you know, it's for me, it's always just been kind of like like we went out on two dates, and then like right away, I was just like, all right, I gotta talk to you. And I told him I was positive, and I literally I had a folder full of like medical records from my doctor saying I'm HIV positive. This is my CD4 count. This is what the CD4 count means. This is my viral load. This is what the viral load means. This is the risk. This is, you know, if if you have a an undetectable, you know, viral load, the risk is less, not meaning that there's no risk at all, but the risk is de- decreased. Mm-hmm. And and all that and like I explained all that and he was like, and, you know, I told him I was like after I did all of that, I was like the door's right there, so if you're going to leave, leave now. And he was just like, okay. 
cool. And, you know, now we're getting married and, you know, the first of next month we're moving in together after four years and and it's that and I'm I'm a I'm I'm a very firm advocate of being very upfront and honest about disclosure. But at the same time I feel that you know, disclosing your HIV status is a lot like disclosing, you know, your sexual preference. If you're you're gay or straight or whatever, there's there's everyone does it when they're ready, when the time mm-hmm. is right. And I wouldn't want to force anyone to do it before they were at a place in their life where, you know, they were ready to do it and it was and the time was right. No, I think that's a, an excellent point. I kind of like the fact that you brought information, you know what I mean, because it, it just showed how much you actually did care for this guy, that you brought enough information to really educate him in case he wasn't. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like I said, it was I, I think it was, it was like a week and a half into dating him. And, I like, already I was like, you know what, he's a really, really sweet guy. He's really nice. And, you know, I think there could be something here, but at the same time, I have to get this on the table and, you know, make sure that this is an issue before this goes any further. So so since you're in, you know, um, a, a positive relationship, what are your thoughts on Sarah sorting? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a really kind of touchy touchy topic the the social aspect of serial sorting makes me extremely angry like the whole like you know you go on grinder or manhunt or you know one of those sites and you know in the profile it's like i'm clean you be too that that whole situation makes me very very angry because the fact you know what yes i'm hiv positive but that doesn't mean that i'm dirty or that there's something, you know, that I'm damaged or there's something wrong with me. It's just, you know, it's a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's a part of all of our lives, everyone who's positive that, you know, all of us that are living with with this issue, it's a part of our life. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we've done something wrong and that we're damaged and that we're dirty. So the whole social aspect of, you know, the serial discordant relationship really kind of makes me angry but you know every once in a while and you know and I'm actually finding it more more and more often that you you run into the situation where you find a, a serial discordant relationship where you know that issue you know the whole I'm clean you be isn't an issue where people are educating themselves to understand that you know, if the person in the relationship is positive, is taking care of themselves, is taking their meds, and, you know, doing everything they can to stay healthy, and at the same time practicing safe sex and doing everything they can to keep their partner safe, then, you know, I think it's a wonderful thing. No, I I, I agree, and I think it's important book. Now, on one of our previous Hot Topic shows, um, we talked about how Grindr is going to be creating a community on their app 
specifically for positive people. Um, what are your thoughts of, of, of things like that, like websites that are, like hookup websites but that are just for positive people? Do you think that is kind of feeding into the stigma by putting us in a separate, you know, on a separate map, I guess, to do our business? Or, or how do you feel about that? Because it's kind of, I feel that it's good because some people who are positive only positive people and don't want that, you know, that worry or, or things to feel like, you know, there's an issue. But, I mean, what are your, your thoughts on, on things like that? You know, I'm I'm kind of in the middle yeah. on, on that whole topic because, you know, yes, there are a lot of people who are positive that, you know, would just prefer to date other people that are positive. And to an extent, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are people that are that are negative who are just like, you know, even though, you know, the risk may be minimized, I still don't want to date someone that's positive. To me, that still seems kind of like a, se- a segregation. Right. I mean, it's part, like, like I said, part of it makes sense, but part of it is still like, uh, it kind of... You know, makes me want to yell at people. Yeah, no, no, no. Jeremy feels that way. You know, the, the second part that you were saying, he wants to scream at people because he thinks that it's separating us. You know, and and I can see, you know, the good in it and the bad in it. But you know, there, there's a place if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. You don't have to go to that website. And I'm sure we'll talk more about it. Actually, my friend James uh, Brennig, who actually was on the show, um, I think in December, actually um, put on his grinder profile that he is, you know, HIV positive and, like, and kind of went into details about how, you know, yes, he's still able to have sex and just put the whole this education in his grinder profile. And then in the beginning, you know, he talked about how he didn't get a lot of, you know, information or a lot of people responding to him or saying anything. But once it was up there for a while, he started getting messages from people saying, oh, thank you for, you know, putting yourself out there, you know, and educating other people, reminding people to get tested, things like that. So you know it's interesting how how some people will will use that as a tool to to educate others, and that's exactly what James is doing. So um, yeah, that's kind of cool. One, are are you on uh, Twitter? Because I want people to follow you if you are. Uh, yes, I am on Twitter. Um, it's uh, uh, DM Chatterbox on Twitter. Okay, so people can follow you on there. Yes. Yes, and 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 we can tell because I'm 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 looking at the the chat room chat room right now. Ken, no, I am not on Grinder. <laughs> I'm getting I'm yeah. getting married. I'm not allowed to be on Grinder. Yes, yeah, yeah, I realized after I started asking <laughs> questions about it because it just randomly came up in top. I even mean, like it wasn't something I wanted to discuss tonight, but it just kind of came up. And so and then I'm like, wait a minute, he's getting married. He probably isn't even on here, so he probably gives two craps about what's going on on those sites. But you know, they're just things that go on. Um, but in general, yeah, and you know, and you know, you know, some some people would think that you know, yes, I'm getting married, and so I'm most likely, you know, I'm not on Grinder or Manhunt or you know, whatever the the other numerous, you know, dating sites that are out there. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't pay attention to what is going on on those sites, and and that I that I don't care mm. because. You know, I, you know, to an extent, again, I think you know these dating sites and and apps now for you know for smartphones and all that are you know are, are a good thing, but at the same time, you know, there I think there's also an an aspect of 
segregation amongst ourselves that I would like to see not be there. Right. So so what do you have coming up down to the last minute and a half? Uh, do you have any uh, um, places that you're going or anything that you wanted to talk about specifically that maybe we didn't mention besides your, your, your wedding? I mean, obviously that's something important. Um, well, actually, the the end of the end of this month, I'm I will be attending my first meeting. Um, the uh, the CDC Center for Disease Control has started a new, um, and I'm I'm pretty sure uh, you, uh, I, I would think you would know know about this. It's um, supposed to be happening in every state, mm-hmm. and it's called the the HIV Planning Group. Right, and it's kind of an, an advisory group where they, they pick an activist advocate from, you know, every region of of said state to represent that region and, you know, attend these, um, I think they're, every other month there's a meeting and, you know, it discusses about, you know, what's going on, what's working what's not working, what can we do better and 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 things like that. So, um that's that that's really, you know, other than my wedding, that's like the really the the big news. Well, cool. Well, congratulations on getting married. I'm excited my for life. you. Yes, no, that's good. I'm glad that you could come on. We'll have you come back on after you uh become hitched and and we can discuss about, you know, what it's like to be married and HIV positive and all that wonderful thing. Um, you know, uh, and all the good stuff you have going on. I'm excited to read about it, your blogs, once you get them going up and all that. So, uh, Danny, I want to thank you for coming on. And people can follow you on Twitter again. Give us your handle. Uh, DM the chatterbox. DM the chatterbox. All right, Danny, thanks for coming on and hanging out with me tonight. All right, thanks, Robert. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. What's going on out here? We got changes to make. It's time to wake up for humanity's sake. Break the silence today before it's too late. AIDS is affecting us, disrespecting us. I'ma go get tested. It's a simple maneuver. It's not about the past. It's about my future. I'm not trying to miss it. I won't be a statistic, so I protect myself whenever I'm intimate. At this moment, I decided to have a plan. It's time to take a stand, because AIDS, I'm greater than. This is Senior Chaos, and this was my deciding moment. Tell us yours at greaterthan.org.